Uh, the Ford government, of course, issuing another stay-at-home order. As COVID cases continue to surge here in Toronto and elsewhere in the province, really right across the province. By the way, we are reporting 3,295 new COVID cases today. So close to 3,300. And as shocking as that number is, also concerning is ICU occupancy. 525 of us are currently in ICU due to COVID. 525. That is a new record high for this pandemic. And more than 100 higher than the wave two peak of 420. So the worst it got in wave two was just over 400 people in ICU. And now we're nearing 500 and a half, 550, close to that, 525. And also, there's 331 people on a ventilator. And the latest modeling showing that we are tracking towards 800, 800 people in the ICU by May. And I just think these numbers are important to get out and to talk and to discuss because it really does bring home the uh, gravity of the situation. I know our friend and a colleague, Jeff Semple at the Global National, did a great piece last night. If you didn't see it on Global National with Donna Friesen, it's online, of course. You can find it at globalnews.ca, where he went inside an ICU and showed us firsthand what is going on and uh, what is uh, happening there. Because, you know, the numbers are one thing, but to see what these uh, frontline uh, healthcare workers are dealing with and what people with COVID in the ICU are dealing and grappling with uh, right now really brings it home. But we are tracking towards, again, worst case scenario, the modeling showing 800 people in the ICU in a month's time. And if that happens, if that happens, they are warning that there's likely going to be drug shortages and doctors are going to have to make what they call triage decisions, also known as life and death situations or decisions. Because there's just no other way to parse this or talk about this. Because if we get to that point, 800 people in the ICU by May, we're going to have diminished resources and doctors are going to have to make uh, really, really tough decisions about who we try and save. So that's just a snapshot of where we're at today, where we're at and potentially where we could be going and why the stay-at-home order has once again been put in place. Now, of course, there's a lot of confusion when it comes to exactly what is allowed, what is not allowed for the next four weeks. And joining us now to provide some clarification is Carlton Grant, Director of the City's Licensing and Standards Department. Carlton joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Carlton, really appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. No problem. How are you, Jeff? Well, I'm okay. I'm concerned, like a lot of us are, uh, I think, uh, right now. But uh, let's start with the uh, definition, if we could, Carlton, of essential. And just exactly what is it that the uh, the city or the province considers essential reasons for leaving your house over the next four weeks? Because I think a lot of people, they're confused. Yeah, absolutely. These are, first and foremost, these are provincial rules that are then enforced by the local municipality. <clears throat> so, what is essential in the, in the shortest um, term is food, health care, getting vaccinated, getting exercise, uh, taking care of your pet, and going to work. Those are, that's what's considered essential. 
Yeah, and I was going to ask you about the going to work part, because I did notice uh, myself today that the streets have seemed uh, just as busy as yesterday. And does the city, do you have any sort of uh, jurisdiction or any sort of role in deciding uh, what is an essential worker? Or I guess uh, rather than calling it an essential worker, because I think a lot of people consider what they do for a living uh, essential, a worker who absolutely needs to be in the office to do their duties. Uh, so that is really the responsibility of the employer uh, and the Ministry of Labor. They should really take uh, strong measures to ensure their staff are staying home if they don't need to be. I mean, I've been at home for 14 months. I don't need to be in the office, but I have over 200 bylaw officers and animal care and control officers that need to be out in the field responding to complaints, responding to issues. So it is it is a blend. Um, I encourage uh, most people to work from home. Uh, it's not necessary to go for, to work. Uh, unless you are, again, with the challenging piece is deeming it essential. Um, and the other key point to bring out here is that the police, uh, who we work very closely with in public health and ourselves as the enforcement group, uh, don't have the authority to like pull over cars or to pull over you know, people walking to say where you're going and you shouldn't be going there. Yeah, but uh, having said that, what sort of enforcement or fines are available to the city to uh, use as a bit of a uh, deterrent uh, here? Yeah, so the the provincial order does give us the authority to issue fines uh, in the amount of $880. And um, we will, if if there are, again, egregious uh, issues or large gatherings or people in inside businesses that are not supposed to be open, uh, we will we will take that necessary enforcement action, and we'll also in the, in the early days continue to work with people as they they understand the rules. I don't like using the word education anymore because people should know what's going on. But as far as cautioning them and uh, advising them on what the new rules are, now will bylaw enforcement will they be uh, active in terms of uh, enforcing these rules? And by that, I guess I'm asking uh, Carlton whether or not uh, they're going to be. Uh, on the streets, uh, paying visits to, uh, I don't know, certain offices and uh, establishments, or is this going to be complaint basis? Is this going to be something where uh, you get a phone call and then they'll go and investigate? So we do a combination of uh, proactive and uh, complaint-based. I don't think we'll be going to office buildings unless we get a significant number of complaints. All the complaints that come in, we do have to triage them, and then we need to, you know, identify those those ones that are highest risk and deal with those first. Uh, we will have staff out this weekend uh, in the parks, uh, at shopping malls, uh, bars and restaurants, uh, making sure other non-essential businesses are not open, and uh, we'll continue to respond to uh, large gathering calls, uh, house parties, etc., with the Toronto Police Service. I want to ask you as well a little more about uh, outdoor gatherings and uh, exercising, which you mentioned a second ago, is considered essential, and I think we would all agree with that. We need the ability to get out of the house and to get some uh, fresh air, get some uh, sunshine, some daylight. Having said that, what exactly are the rules when it comes to being outdoors, walking, uh, exercising uh, in particular? I mean, how many people can be together, and does it have to be everybody from the same household? So again, we are encouraging and people to get out and exercise and get fresh air, understand the frustration and anger a lot of people are having. Um, but it's really important uh, to stay with your same household. Uh, if you are outdoors, I think it's, um, I'm, no, I don't think I know it's five people. Um, so uh, 
getting out for a walk or taking your dog for a walk is encouraged. My my biggest message with going outdoors is is it's not a destination. Go to your local park. Go for a walk. Don't drive somewhere and park. And then, because that's where we, we can't have everyone jumping in their cars, going to the waterfront parks, filling up those parking lots. And then you have uh, hundreds of people down there. And that is not uh, the intent. If you need to get out, by all means, walk in your neighborhood, walk in your local park. I understand if you, people live in condominiums and apartment buildings, it's, it's challenging. But it's, there's a lot of local parks. There's over 1,500 in the city. Uh, walk to that park, walk through it. Uh, but they're, you know, at this time when it's about stay at home, it's not meant to be, a, you know, a destination. You mentioned uh, anger, and there certainly is uh, some of that. I mean, it's palpable, and there are some who are in disagreement with this stay-at-home order that we're under uh, once again. So knowing that, just uh, how strictly will the rules be enforced? Um, you know, when there's egregious activity, where there's large gatherings, uh, we will enforce uh, both us and the police have, have said we've moved on from education. So again, if people are going to risk um, other people's lives, and that's what's important, and you raised a lot of good items in your, uh, your your introductory, your monologue, and it's important that we take this very seriously, and we rely on the public to do that. Um, you likely received the same as me this morning at 11 o'clock, a, uh, an emergency alert. That is how serious this is. People need to stay home. Again, I, I understand the, the frustration, but it, it's critical if we're going to protect the health and safety and the well-being of, of our residents uh, in the city, that, that we do our best to stay home and only leave home for essentials like food, uh, pharmacy, uh, you know, getting vaccinated, exercise or, or work if you have to go, if you have to physically go into work. All right. Well, listen, Carlton, really appreciate the uh, time. Thank you so much uh, for uh, joining us and uh, we'll talk uh, down the road. Okay, Jeff, thanks for having me. All right, stay safe and stay well. That's uh, Carlton Grant, Executive Director of the City's Licensing and Standards Department on basically trying to clear the air a bit in the uh, confusion when it comes to what is and what isn't allowed over the next four weeks during the state of emergency in this stay-at-home order in the province of Ontario.